Uh, welcome. Uh, this is the uh, Seraph covering Sheriff. Uh, today we begin to study uh, what the prophet Moses wrote that God told him to write. And uh, uh, the books have names. Uh, but remember, this is God uh, speaking uh, to you, uh, to us, to me, through a prophet. So we begin with a prayer. Uh, we learned this the last time. We need to ask God, the Holy Spirit, to open our minds and give us His understanding and also to uh, guide us to the truth. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you uh, and give you peace. Our beloved Father who are in the heavens, uh, sanctify and glorify be your name. Our beloved Jesus Christ, who intervenes for us, sanctify and glorify be your name. God, the Holy Spirit, who dwell in us and around us, sanctify and glorify be your name. Father, we ask you to give us of your Holy Spirit so that we may have a humble and meek heart like our beloved Jesus Christ. We ask you this in his name. Amen. So this is how it works. See, I know you're probably thinking, uh, yeah, but we need some sort of, you know, way to understand the holy writings or, and, and no, I mean, you need God, the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just how it works. You need to ask God to open your mind and uh, so that he can teach you, you know, his understandings and guide you to the truth. So as a reminder, you know, the Holy Scriptures came into existence because God brought them into existence. They do not derive from any human science or any human knowledge or anything that is in the world. So the holy writings are separate from any other writings that you may find in the world. They have nothing to do with that. Now you also learn that the holy writings uh, were inspired by God, the Holy Spirit, uh, who spoke to us through a prophet. So God is not going to change the way he communicates with his people. Uh, he is the one that uh, by principality established that uh, well, I don't like to use the word established, but uh, it's a principality from God that he communicates to us through a prophet. Uh, and so God is not going to speak to you through a scientist, through a theologian, through a philosopher, a doctor, uh, whatever uh, we have in the world. Uh, those things are separate. So God is going to uh, bring a prophet into existence uh, with the sole purpose of delivering his messages to his people. And this is what we're going to study. So Moses is not a philosopher, and neither is any of the prophets. Uh, they, they don't bring argue, arguments, you know, as, a, as in a philosophical argumentation or, you know, as in, uh, let's say, uh, scientific arguments, uh, which are uh, different. So, so he's not... Ar uh, bring in arguments for you to, uh, you know, listen to them and then uh, say something about it. You know, that is 
pretty much argumentation. Now we also cover that uh, uh, because of sin, you know, in the world you have philosophies, you have religions, and you have theologies. Now God has, on the other hand, faith, uh, trust in Him, and obedience. So God asks of you, and He gives you faith uh, to trust Him and to obey Him. But because of sin in the world, you know, people come up with their own philosophy. So everyone has uh, his own philosophy or her own philosophy. And they are religions. You know, instead of trusting in God, people trust in their uh, rituals, in their religious uh, belief system. Now, instead of obeying God, so people choose to do their own theology. Uh, it is unfortunate, but that's the reality in the world. See, the world is against God. And so God has rejected the world. And you're going to learn in the holy writings uh, the truth that God has for us. So when you come to the holy writings and you're thinking that you're going to be um, uh, creating your arguments because you heard something God said and so now you have something to say about it, uh, well, that's just deceiving yourself. Now, God tells us uh, through a prophet, remember, not a theologian, God tells us uh, through a prophet that uh, the mind is deceitful above all things. And it is exceedingly corrupt. Now, who can know it? Now, this is not a rhetorical question. This is just God uh, bringing an understanding to your mind. No one can read the mind but God. So God is telling you that he knows the heart, the mind. So he can read it, and he knows that the mind is deceitful. Now he knows because he created the mind, but because of sin, so the mind has become deceitful. So you can deceive yourself, uh, you can be deceived by other people. Uh, Lucifer, uh, Satan, a devil, you know, demons uh, can also deceive you. So they are uh, so much deceitful around. And so God says, I am the truth. So this is why when Jesus uh, was asked, you know, what the truth was, uh, the truth is not a concept, an idea, an abstract of some things that you come to to validate as truth. In fact, uh, you, you never get to the truth in the world. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. But what Jesus is basically referring to is that whatever he tells you, whatever God teaches us, that is the truth. And that is food to us. We depend on it. We lived because of his commandments. That's just how he created us. So, in order for you not to be deceived by yourself, not be deceived by others, and certainly not be deceived by you know demons and even Lucifer, uh, falling angels, you know demons, uh, God has said it that we ask of His Holy Spirit, and so our God is God, the Holy Spirit. Now Jesus told his disciples that he will send his Holy Spirit to teach us and to guide us to the truth. 
And this is why we already ask him to guide us to the truth. Now, remember, though, faith is not something that you can attain by yourself. Uh, Trusting in God is not something that you can attain by yourself. Obeying God is something that you can do by yourself. It's something that God has to give us to us. Think of it as, let's say, if you have the ability to see and hear, you know, hearing and sight. If you have, you didn't uh, get these things. You either had them when you were born, uh, you could have lost sight to and hearing, you know, as you grow older, uh, that can also very well happen. But so it is with faith, you know, trust and obedience to God. God has to give us, you know, increase our faith, increase our trusting in Him, and increase our obedience to Him. Now, the opposite of these things, and these things, you know, intermingle each other and amongst each other, uh, but they're against philosophy, religion, and theology. Why? Well, because instead of men having faith in God, they have faith in what they believe, what they see in the world as truth. And so what Jeremiah tells us, and remember, Jeremiah is not a scientist. Uh, He could have been. Uh, Jeremiah is not a philosopher. He could have been. Uh, Jeremiah is not a uh, theologian. Uh, He could have been, uh, but he is neither of those things. So he is a prophet. So what Jeremiah tells us is that the mind is deceitful. It's not something that Jeremiah found by himself. It's not that Jeremiah, you know, did a few studies, started to collect data, and then, um, you know, started to have a knowledge-based, and based on that knowledge-based uh, he began to gain some understandings uh, in that respect. It, it doesn't happen like that. So in the things of God, you know, God is a spirit. In the spiritual things, God teaches us. God gives us understanding. You do not come up with a method to understand what God is telling you. Okay? Now, in the world, is different. We have human sciences, and we use them. We need them. We have a method, scientific method, etc., uh, etc. Et so those things have their place in the world. But with God, is different. See, God doesn't need what we have in the world. You know, that is like, um, it, there is no comparison. You know, we couldn't even say it's like child play because it just doesn't compare. Now, we do have sciences, and they're useful, and we use them in the world, Uh, Because God gave us the intellect. God gave us the intelligence. And so the intellect created a scientific method. Uh, And, you know, it keeps being refined. But the scientific method is not above the intellect. See, this is illogical. So it, it is the intellect that created the scientific method. It is the intellect that created any other method and approach that may be used uh, or employed in any other uh, sciences uh, in the world. 
Now, the holy writings do not use any of that. So Jeremiah tells us that the mind is deceitful. And, and also, ask the question, you know, who, who can know it? No, and it's exceedingly corrupt. And the only one who can read and know our minds is God. So the heart is the mind. So when you open the holy writings, uh, we need to open them as though if you were before the presence of God. And so um, if you forget about that, we're going to remind you. But that's why we need a, a meek and a humble heart, a meek and a humble mind. Meekness is needed so that you may be guided by God. Uh, you're not going to teach God anything, okay? <laughs> so, uh, this is not God telling you something. And then after you heard it, uh, you're going to come up with an argument about what you know you heard God saying. Uh, that is just, you know, baloney. I mean, don't, that, it doesn't work like that. So uh, we're basically telling you what God teaches, okay? So uh, it's not going to work like that. Now, so faith, uh, trust in God, and obedience are against philosophy, religion, and theology. So God is not going to tell you a philosophy. He's not going to tell you uh, something in scientific matters or, you know, religion uh, things or theology. Now, um, he's going to tell you a message, and that message is going to uh, be through a prophet, period. Okay. Now, as we study the holy writings, uh, there is no such a thing as mother nature. Uh, there is no such a thing as character. What you'll find is image of God, and what you'll find is creation. So creation is not something that a man or a group of, you know, falling human beings uh, came up and said God created the world. You know, God is the creator. In fact, uh, creationism is not a theory at all. There is a theory that man created, and that theory is called evolution, you know, which is, uh, it, it just doesn't add up when you inquire into it uh, with your intelligence, that is. Uh, which God gave us. But there is no such a thing as nature. There is a creation that God made. So everything that happens in the world, meaning, you know, the uh, the things that are created, animals, plants, you know, the planets, uh, the planet itself, Earth, uh, that is creation. You know, they don't happen by themselves. You know, or in it with self. It's basically God who uh, determined these things. So, just a little, you know, refresher for you as we uh, study the Holy Writing. So, when Moses began to tell us about the creation, uh, this is not a theory, okay? No man has come up with an idea or concept that God created everything into existence. That is just not true. That is uh, error, okay? It, that is deceitful. God needed to tell us that He is the one that created everything into existence in the world. Uh, it couldn't have been any other way. 
Now, God told us these things through a prophet, and this prophet is Moses. Uh, you are going to read uh, what God tells other prophets uh, uh, throughout you know, the times, all the way through prophet uh, John, who wrote the revelation of Jesus Christ. Um, you're going to hear that God is the creator of all there is, visible and invisible. In other words, things that you don't even know that they exist. They don't exist by themselves. They didn't come into existence by their own accord. It was God himself who made it so. So uh, you'll learn that the intelligence will guide you to the truth, and the truth is not a concept, not an idea. It is a being, and that is a supreme being that is the holy God the one and only God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. In fact, that's, that's the only uh, that's the only way no, to, to uh, uh, come to an understanding in the holy writings. So God is the creator. Uh, remember, you know, uh, years back, uh, people say there is two theories, uh, creationism and evolution. And, and I say, well, no, I mean, no man has uh, postulated that God created all things. It is God who told us that he created all things. And he told us through a prophet. So uh, Moses didn't, you know, went up at the old mountain and started meditating about, you know, how things come to be. And he was, you know, maybe not knowing, you know, he transcended he enlightened himself. Um, no, I mean, that's just uh, ridiculous. That uh, It is God who brought Moses into existence. He appeared to Moses, and he told Moses that he is the almighty God. And Moses delivers the messages that God has for his people. So this is what we begin to study today. Another thing that we need to remind ourselves uh, ourselves as we uh, study the Holy Writings is that um, you cannot give the meaning of the things that God has in the Bible however you please. You know, this is not what you think. This is not about your imagination. This is not your own interpretation. The holy writings are not of private interpretation. So no one could say, I am the one that knows what it means. That is a lie. That is deceitful. Um, it is God, the Holy Spirit, who show us the meaning of everything. And the meaning is in the holy writings themselves. Uh, you're going to see how God uh, guide us to that truth. Okay, so uh, that's uh, very important to remember. So let's see what God told Moses to tell us. Book of uh, Genesis. Now we're going to go to Genesis and and uh, uh, later on you're going to learn more about the um, 
the reason why God, when he uh, opens our minds and gives us understandings, the way God uh, brings us into knowledge is different than in the world. Um, it, 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 there is no comparison. So, and remember, I mean, the things of the world, we use them in the world. And we can do a lot of things, not because of man, but because God created man with intelligence. And that intelligence is the one that uh, helps us in the world. Unfortunately, you know, it's not how God intended it. But God will uh, create uh, one more time, you know, in this world, uh, a new world and a new you, a new person. God didn't come to the world to change the world. Change is what people go after in the world. God doesn't change. God creates. Remember that. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was on the surface of the deep, and God's Spirit was hovering over the surface of the waters. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw the light and saw that it was good. God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. There was evening and there was morning the first day. So immediately, God is revealing to you a truth. This is truth, what God is telling you. In other words, he's saying that in the beginning, so all things have a beginning. And the beginning begins with God, meaning God is the one who creates. So nothing happened out of nothing by itself. I mean, that is just, you know, really unintelligent. <laughs> Uh, instead of saying, you know, other words, uh, uh, synonyms that may be a little more, you know, harsh for you. Uh, but uh, we'll use them later because, you know, that is the truth. Uh, basically, so uh, God is telling us, you know, that he created everything, even the earth. You know, he formed the earth, but it was formless and empty. And then he said, let there be light. And this was the first day. So the day is composed of the evening, meaning night, and the morning, meaning light. Now, if you, if you don't know what that is, I mean, uh, you can go outside, and if you see light, that is day. You, you get it? And if you don't know what night is, uh, you can go uh, during nighttime, and then you'll see that it's dark. That hasn't changed. It is still the same, even as of today. These things didn't just happen. This is God who created such. So for us, you know, God is telling us that the day begins at night, and it ends during light. So we are not 
you know, looking into a 24-hour period, you know, 60 uh, seconds in a minute, uh, 60 minutes in an hour, um, God sees and created time. So time didn't happen on itself. Time is something that God created. And this is why he says in the beginning. And this is why he says the first day, night and day, the separation between light and darkness. They didn't just happen. It was God who created this. Now, this is what God is telling you through a prophet. Now, God said, let there be an expanse in the middle of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. God made the expanse and divided the waters which were under the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse. And it was so. God called the expanse sky. There was evening and there was morning the second day. Now notice that God is telling you that there was a second day during creation. So this is not something that Moses came up with out of nowhere. This is something that God is telling Moses to communicate to you. Okay, so now God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered together to one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together of the waters he called seas. God saw that it was good. Now God said, let the earth yield grass, herbs, yielding seeds, and fruit trees, bearing fruit after their kind, with their seeds in it on the earth. And it was so. The earth yielded grass, herbs, yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with their seeds in it after their kind, and God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning, a third day. So how many days? A third day. So three days so far. So God is creating time. God is creating during time. And he is telling you what he created on each day. Now, this is what God refers to as something reveal. So he reveals to us that he created this on this day. But you'll also learn with uh, Paul, who inspired by the Holy Spirit, rise that God created visible and invisible things. In other words, things that we don't even know that they exist. Yeah, I mean, that is the truth. But uh, through Moses, uh, God is telling you that he created on the first day. He created on the second day. He created on the third day. And then God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs to mark seasons, days, and years. And let them be for lights in the expanse of the sky 
to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. Now he also made the stars. God sent them, God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light to the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. God saw that it was good, there was evening and there was morning, a fourth day. Now, notice something here interesting. So you might be thinking, well, yeah, I mean, that was the fourth day. But remember that on the first day, God said, let there be light. So there was light already. And there was a separation between the light and the darkness. But on the fourth day, God created the sun, right? Uh, and he also created the moon and the stars. And they serve the purpose of time, you know, as in uh, what a day is, you know, the seasons and a year. So you are going to learn that for God, the year begins with the crops, you know, with the harvestings, with, uh, let's put it this way, agriculture. Uh, there is no, you know, 24 hours. There is no 60 uh, minutes in an hour, uh, 60 seconds in a minute. Uh, God doesn't see time like that. This is just something that we have created in the world. And they have their purpose and they serve their purpose in the world. But you cannot mingle those things in the holy writing. So God is telling you that the sun, the moon, the stars, they serve the purpose that he created. In other words, let's say when the earth rotates on its axis, that's a day, right? That is light and darkness. And then the moon goes around the earth, you know, rotates around the earth. That's a month. And then while well, the earth rotates on its axis and the moon rotates around the earth, at the same time, they both move around the sun. And when they get closer to the sun, it's summer. And when it goes further out from the sun, is winter. So these things didn't just happen. They were created by God. But God is telling you the light was before. There was a sun, a moon, and stars. <laughs> now, God said, let the waters abound with living creatures. And let the birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the sky. God created the large sea creatures and every living creature that moves uh, with which the waters swarm after their kind, and every wind bird after its kind. God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful 
and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. There was evening and there was morning, a fifth day. So this is the week as we know it. Now for God though, the days don't have names. God didn't give a name for the first day, a name for the second day, a name for the third day. He called them first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day. So there is no uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It is only first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh day. And that is the week. So the week, if you didn't know these things, you're not going to find it anywhere in any writings but in the holy writings. And it makes, you know... <laughs> I mean, uh, think about it, you know. We have a week, and the week, you know, in a month, we have, you know, a number of days. You know, fr the, the scriptures you're going to learn, it teaches you is uh, 27 and something days, and almost 28 days. And then there is a year. Now, the year has 12 months, and that is in the Holy Writings. So that you do not deceive yourself thinking that it is out of nowhere that we have a week. <laughs> so, all right, let's get back to this. So, so God created uh, the creatures in the seas, you know, in the rivers, uh, the creatures in the sky, you know, uh, the birds fly. And the fish swim. The birds fly in the sky. And the fish swim in the waters. The fish cannot say, I'm going to fly tomorrow. And the birds cannot say, I'm going to go for a swim. You know, even though they are birds, they go into the water, but they have to come out. Because they were not created to live in the waters. Now, there are some fish, you know, that have wings and fly for a little while outside the water, but they have to go back to the water because they were created to live in the water. So they didn't evolve out of nonsense. You know, there is a God, and this God created everything into existence. He's telling you through a prophet. So, uh, and then God said, let the earth produce uh, living creatures after their kind, livestock, creeping things, uh, and animals of the earth after their kind. And it was so. God made the animals of the earth after their kind and the livestock after their kind and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. God so that it was good. Okay, that was on the sixth day, okay? So God created the animals on the land, uh, the insects, you know, the creep. But also on the sixth day, God said, let's make men in our image after our likeness. So there is no character. A character is for 
you know, the world. And a science, you know, called psychology, uh, which, um, you know, has a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of bad stuff, you know, that they don't actually, it's not even soft science, you know, it's, it's, it, it just doesn't hold together. But anyhow, so it's not, he's not talking here about character. You know, nowhere in the Holy Scriptures you're going to find the word character. That is something that man created and deceiving, you know, himself uh, to think that they can understand the image of God. It is impossible. You know, if you could understand God, you would be a God. But God is telling us that he created man in his image and in his likeness. Now let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In God's image, he created him. Uh, very important, okay? He created him. Male and female, he created them. Now God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now God said, Behold, I have given you every herb, yielding seed, which is on the surface of the earth, and every tree which bears fruit, yielding seed, it will be your food. To every animal on the earth, and to every bird of the sky, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Now God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. In other translations it says, exceedingly good. There was evening, and there was morning, a sixth day okay so so far you've you've been told and this is knowledge in the spiritual uh, matters this is knowledge god is telling you that he created everything into existence he is telling you that he created time he is telling you what he created on the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth day. This is knowledge. Okay? It is impossible for you to try to understand how God created the light and how come there was darkness and how God created the earth out of nothing. I mean, don't, don't invent. I mean, you could come up with your, whatever you think is going to be smart, but it's just going to be a lack of smartness. Okay. Um, you're not going to, it's not going to end up well. So what God is basically telling you is that he is the creator. There's just no way for you to understand how he created out of nothing. <laughs> it's so... And, and frankly, only God can do that. You're going to learn that uh, through prophet, 
uh, Isaiah uh, when we get to uh, the writings that he wrote, uh, that God told him to write. So that was the sixth day. Now let's move on to the seventh day. So the heavens, the earth, and all their vast array were finished. Now on the seventh day, God finished his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because he rested in it from all his work of creation, which he had done. So seventh day. Now, how many days are there in a week? Seven days. Now, which is the first day? Now, if you want to compare, you know, what would be, uh, let's say, uh, Sunday, Tuesday, whatever, you know, the names of the week, uh, uh, meaning uh, the days of, you know, the names of the days in the week. Uh, the first day is a Sunday. So the second day would be a Monday. Um, the a third day would be a Tuesday. A fourth day would be a Wednesday. A fifth day would be a Thursday. A sixth day would be Friday. And the seventh day would be Saturday. So Saturday is the seventh day. Now remember, so if you look at a calendar, uh, the Gregorian calendar is going to have those names and it's going to have numbers, right? With God is different. So with God, it begins on the first day, second, third, four, five, six, seven, and then it repeats one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then it repeats one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But they go in increments. Now think of it like this. So first day, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. That's one week. Then you have the eighth day, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, 20, 21st. That's Saturday. You know, another, another seventh day. So in other words, every week has seven days. But then you start counting incrementally from 1 until 28th, which is a month. And so in the Holy Writings, you're going you're gonna to find references to 27th day and a little more. And that little more is something that we don't yet know how it goes, but then it becomes part of, you know, the Sabbath and remember that when God created everything into existence, it says, uh, he says that uh, there was darkness. And so God said, let there be light. And so God separated the light from the darkness. So that is a month, you know, 20, uh, 27th uh, days. Now, uh, so, um, remember though, so a day for God is composed of the light, which is day, and darkness, which is night. That is a day. So, night and day. That's a day. It's not 24 hours 
You know, it's light and darkness. And then a week is seven days. In other, in other words, you know, night and day. Seven times. And then they repeat itself. So there is another seventh day. And the seventh day, it's important to God because he created that day for you. Now, he created men on the sixth day. But on the seventh day, he created the Sabbath for you, for men. So, and then a month has 27 days and a little more, you know, so 28th, almost. We don't know exactly, you know, hours or minutes, but it's a month has 27 days and a little more. And that is the time that the earth goes around the earth. And that incredible, right? I mean, that is incredible. See, that is amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, that is truly amazing. Only God does amazing things, okay? Don't deceive yourself. Now, and then there are 12 months in a year. And so, how do you know which month is the first month? God tells you in the Holy Writings. But for now, just know, you know, what God's telling us uh, through the prophets. Uh, this is not a theology, okay? This is not a philosophy. Uh, this is not a scientific document. You cannot mingle uh, human sciences and try to understand creation. You're just not going to understand it. Basically, it's impossible for you. I mean, you will have to be God to understand it. Let's put it that way. So, Amazing, right? Yeah, that, that is amazing. So, now this is the story or the history. Uh, and remember, this is not the history that uh, people study in the world. In other words, this is just saying this is how it happened in the past. You know, something that happened in the past. An event. You know, making references to that thing. So, th there is no connection between, you know, methods that are employed in human history as it relates to uh, biblical history. It's separate, okay? So this is a history of the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that Yahweh God made the earth and the heavens. No plant of the field was yet in the earth and no herb of the field has yet sprung up for Yahweh had not caused it to rain on the earth. There was not a man to till the ground, but a mist went up uh, from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Yahweh God four men from the dust of the ground and breath into his nostrils, the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Yahweh God planted a garden, his word, in Eden, and where he put the man whom he had formed out of the ground, Yahweh God made every tree to grow that is pleasant to the sight with good for food, including the tree of life in the middle of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, there's so much truth here, but uh, I mean, with you, which is barely beginning. Uh, you would have have to 
you know, study the entire scriptures uh, to have an understanding uh, given by God about truth in terms of the tree of life and the tree of knowledge. Okay, but anyhow, so let's continue here. Now, a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it was parted and became the, and became the source of four rivers. The name of the first is uh, Pison. It flows through the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the goal of that land is good. Delium and onyx stone are also there. The name of the second river is Gashan. It is the same river that flows through the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Hadekal. Uh, this is the one which flows in front of the Assyria. The fourth river is the Euphrates. Yahweh, God, took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate and keep it. Yahweh, God, commanded the man, saying, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but you shall not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. So when Jesus says, I am the truth, what he's saying is, what I tell you is the truth. So do not deceive your mind, he says. This is not a concept. This is not an idea. Uh, this is not an abstract that you can uh, come up with, etc., etc. So God didn't create ideas or concepts. God created beings. And this being, who is intelligent, he says he created in his own image and likeness. So can you explain to me God's image? I'll wait. Okay, I'll wait next year here, but... Uh, uh, I mean, if you, uh, as you, you know, continue to learn uh, through God, the Holy Spirit, uh, you'll come to the conclusion right away that it's impossible for you to know what the image of God is. Now, this was later referenced to as the fruit of the Spirit, as, you know, having the love of God in our hearts. The love of God is the fruit of of the Spirit, and it's only one fruit. And that fruit has uh, many things, but it's impossible to uh, elaborate on them as you would in, let's say, the world, you know, like uh, in the human sciences. This is way different. So basically what, his, what God's saying here is um, the image of God is what man had when God created him perfect and in the likeness of God. And he created a man. All right, so let's get back into the uh, uh, Holy Scripture. So, so God is the creator. I mean, there's no theory of uh, creationism. Uh, no man has postulated that God created all things 
It is God who is telling us through a prophet. Uh, God brought into the existence a prophet, and this prophet's name is Moses. Okay, so uh, there is a theory of the evolution which doesn't make any sense from an intellectual point of view, but uh, that is a theory. And it's not even a theory, but, uh, you know, it, it could be construed as a theory. Uh, but again, it's, it's not a theory. But the God created all things is not a theory. See? So no man has come up with a, an idea or concept of how God created everything into existence. That is just uh, nonsense. So God is telling us that he created everything through a prophet. And he's telling you what he created on the first day, second third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh day. And that's a week. And so uh, we have a day, a week, a month, and year. And this time is referenced or is uh, set through the stars, the sun, and the moon. And, and the earth rotating on its axis. So uh, that is time. So, all right. So, uh, we're gonna go back here. Let's see. So, Yahweh God said, "It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper, uh, compatible to him. Out of the ground, Yahweh God form." every animal of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he will call them. Whatever he, whatever the man called every living creature became its name. Now the man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the sky and to every animal of the field. But for man there was not found a helper comparable to him. Now Yahweh God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. As the man slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Yahweh God made a woman from the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man will leave his father and his mother and will join with his wife and they will be one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked and they were not ashamed. Okay, that was when God created man and a woman. So the woman come out of came out of the man. Uh, interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, just so you know that the Creator is God. The life is not found in a woman. So the woman doesn't give life. Life comes from God. When um, a being is conceived in a mother's womb, you're going to learn that um, 
in one of the Psalms, it says that God formed you in your mother's womb. So it's not the woman who is giving life. Life doesn't come from a being. Life comes from God because God is life. So God creates. And the way he set uh, the principalities of creation in this universe is as such. Uh, because you will also learn that God created other beings in other worlds, in other universes that God has created. Uh, you're going to learn that in, in the scriptures later on. But today we're going um, to stop right here. So basically you've learned uh, much truth that God has uh, guided us today uh, to learn that he is the creator. Now, remember that Moses is a prophet, so he's telling you what God is telling him. And so that is knowledge. You've come to know about God because he's telling you. See, there's no other way. It is impossible for you to have figure out, you know, there's got to be a God. Uh, I mean, don't invent. It's God himself who has to come to us and let us know that he is God, not us. And that is being humble. And so God will guide you and teach you. And for that, you need to be meek. And meekness and humbleness is not something that you can acquire through education, by yourself, whatever you think you could do to obtain those things. It's impossible. So it's not an abstract idea. It's not a concept. Uh, meekness and humbleness is something that God gives to you. And the manifestation of meekness and humbleness is seen in Jesus. So Jesus himself manifested what meekness is and what humbleness is. It's a being. So God bless you and we'll see you the next time.